Real quick before I start the show today, I wanted to let you know that I now have a YouTube channel and I'm going to have new episodes of the show up on the channel as well as some short little clips here and there. You can find that at fairlyimportant.com slash YouTube or you can just go to YouTube and type in the words fairly important. I'll be sure to have a link in the show notes. Okay, on to the show. Sometime back, I received in the name of our country the bodies of four Marines who had died while on active duty. I said then that there is a special sadness that accompanies the death of a serviceman, for we're never quite good enough to them. Not really, we can't be, because what they gave us is beyond our powers to repay. And so when a serviceman dies, it's a tear in the fabric, a break in the hold. All we can do is remember. It is, in a way, an odd thing to honor those who died in defense of our country, in defense of us, in wars far away. The imagination plays a trick. We see these soldiers in our mind as old and wise. We see them as something like the founding fathers, grave and gray-haired. But most of them were boys when they died, and they gave up two lives, the one they were living and the one they would have lived. When they died, they gave up their chance to be husbands and fathers and grandfathers. They gave up their chance to be revered old men. They gave up everything for our country, for us. We owe them a debt we can never repay. All we can do remember them and what they did and why they had to be brave for us. Hey, thanks so much for joining me today. I'm Travis Rusco, and this is a Fairly Important Podcast, episode number 25. Today is Memorial Day, and I want to take this opportunity to say how thankful I am for the men and the women who sacrificed their lives for my freedom, for my family's freedom, and for your freedom. And I could not think of a more fitting tribute than that speech from President Reagan. It is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode today because, hey, we're all trying to get together with family and friends and things are busy. Yet I did still want to get an episode out for the week and share what's on my heart. As you may have realized by now, I'm really big on freedom, freedom of speech, freedom of religion, freedom of assembly, freedom of worship. And our freedoms as Americans are being attacked regularly every day. And that is something that we all need to fight for, that we all need to stand for. I think of these men and women who we are remembering today and how they gave 
the most precious thing they could possibly give, which was their lives, to sustain our freedoms. And that is something that I hope me and my family and you and your family will never take for granted. Because there are scores of men and women who are not here today to celebrate with us today because they felt our freedoms were more precious than their own lives. I don't know if you've ever heard somebody speak about first world problems. In the first world, we get upset if a high-definition video takes longer than three seconds to start playing on Netflix. When we're a passenger in a car that's hurtling down the highway at 65 miles per hour. A first world problem is looking in your fridge that's filled to the brim and still feeling like there isn't anything to eat. At least anything that you want to eat in that particular moment in your life. And in the first world, and particularly in the United States, I think that it can be extremely easy to take all of this for granted. Because we have been so pampered, and because we have so much abundance, that we come to think that that is the norm. But we are 5% of the population of the world, and we have the privilege of living and breathing in the greatest country in the world. As I speak these words, there are Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps in China in the millions. While you enjoy a picnic today, there will be Christians in hiding in North Korea today as they are every day. Freedom is something that everybody wants, but freedom is something that so few people on this earth actually have. And I believe there's two reasons that I can enjoy freedom here in the United States. Number one, and the primary reason, is because for whatever reason, in his sovereign will, God decided that I was to be born within these borders at this time in history. And the other reason is these men and these women who have fought to keep us free. And in fact, we love freedom so much as a nation that we are willing to go and to defend other people's freedoms all around the world, even when no other country will. We are typically attacked for that, by the way, and hated for that. But the interesting thing about that is it's normally the countries that are most guilty of repressing freedom that hate us. As you gather today with your friends and your family, I encourage you to pause for a moment before you eat your meal and to thank God that he placed you here in this country and to thank him for the selfless millions who we're remembering today who are not here because they fought for you and for me. I've said before, and it's become something of a rallying cry within our home, that most things that matter are difficult. 
this nation and our freedoms, they matter so much. They are so worthwhile. But maintaining those freedoms is a difficult thing to do because there are external enemies and there are internal enemies that seek to snuff out that freedom. But because of two truths, truth number one, God put you here in this country for a reason. And truth number two, men and women are not alive today because they died for your freedoms. Because of those two truths, I want to encourage you that if you see the state of our country, and if you think to yourself, man, this is kind of going the wrong way. I feel like we aren't nearly as free today as we were when I was a kid. If you see that and you get discouraged about that, instead of rolling over, instead of throwing your hands up and saying, well, there's nothing we can do. Remember, God put you here for a reason. And remember, men and women died for you because they thought that freedom was so important that they would go and do very difficult things. They would leave their families. They would go to hostile nations. They would fight against people who hated them. And at the same time, they would do their very best to protect civilians in those countries, to protect men and women and children in those countries who did not wish them ill, and who were not fighting against them. They did that very, very difficult task because they thought that you and me and this ground that we stand on mattered enough to go and do difficult things. And they fought until their very last breath. There are days that I look at this country and... I feel very unsure of our future. There's days that I look at this country and I think, Lord, you are the only one who can turn this around. And he is. He's the only one who can turn this around. In our greatest days and in our worst days, he is the only one who can turn this around. But I'll look at this country and I'll think, God, my kids, they're going to grow up in this. We need you. We need to fall on our faces before you because you are the one who can set this right. And that's true. But I am also reminded of a little piece in Scripture, and it is a famous part in Scripture where Jesus feeds the 5,000. And let me read this, uh, this short passage from Luke 9, 12 through 17. Now the day was ending, and the twelve came up and said to him, Dismiss the crowd, so that they may go into the surrounding villages and countryside and find lodging and get something to eat, because here we are in a secluded place. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. But they said, We have no more than five loaves and two fish, unless perhaps we go and buy food for all these people, for there were about five thousand men. But he said to his disciples, have them recline to eat in groups of about 50 each. They did so and had them all recline. And he took the five 
loaves and the two fish and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and broke them and gave them to the disciples again and again to serve the crowd. And they all ate and were satisfied and the broken pieces which they had left over were picked up 12 baskets full. Now that is something, even if you aren't a Christian, you've probably heard. And when most of us hear that, or when most of us recall that portion of scripture, we focus on the miracle of the 5,000 being fed. And of course, that makes sense because Jesus performs a miracle where 5,000 people are fed. In fact, a lot of Bibles will point out that it was 5,000 men plus women and children. So it could have been 10,000 people. And obviously, that is miraculous. But there are two things here that really stick out to me that I think we sometimes miss when reading this. The disciples came to him and they're telling him to, you know, to send the crowd away so that they can, they can go. They can go get some food. They can go get some lodging. And they're telling him, we are in a secluded place. And here's the first thing that sticks out to me. But he, picking up in verse 13, but he, meaning Jesus, but he said to them, you give them something to eat. And that seems weird that he said that because after all, Jesus is the one who multiplied the fish and the bread. Jesus is the one who performed this miracle that we still talk about 2,000 years later. But he said to them, you give them something to eat. And if you go down to verse 16, it says, And he took the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he blessed them and broke them and gave them to the disciples again and again to serve the crowd. And they all ate and were satisfied. The second part I want you to focus on is he gave them to the disciples again and again to serve the crowd. And here's what I'm trying to get at with this. We can look at the state of things in the world and we can say, God, it is hopeless. God, do something. Lord, please help us. Lord, Jesus, please fix this. And that's what the disciples were doing in that moment. They said, in fact, they weren't even asking Jesus to do anything. They were just saying, hey, we got to get these people out of here. We can't take care of this. And Jesus says to them, you give them something to eat. But that doesn't mean God wasn't doing anything in that moment. Because as you see there in verse 16, it's Jesus who is doing the miraculous work of multiplying that food. But every time he multiplies it, he hands it to the disciples and he has them pass it out among the people in the crowd. We do need to call on God to do what only God can do. But God is also calling on you and me to do what only we can do. 
And so if you've been hearing this podcast now for the past 25 episodes and you've been thinking to yourself about these different topics that I focus on, the attacks on the First Amendment in our nation, the attacks on the Second Amendment in our nation, and you feel hopeless and you just find yourself saying, God, just do something. God very likely may be saying back to you, you do something. You take a stand. Today, you do what only you can do, what only I have gifted you to do, and I will do what only I can do as God. And you might be looking at your fish and your bread and thinking, this isn't really much of anything. Very much like the disciples were. But God is looking at the fish and the bread. He's looking at the things that you see as just scraps And he's saying, the insignificant things of the world and the despised, God has chosen. The things that are not, so that he may nullify the things that are, so that no human may boast before God. That's 1 Corinthians. And it wraps up chapter 1, verse 31 by saying, let the one who boasts, boasts in the Lord. If you find yourself looking at the state of the world and just saying, God, do something, please do something. I assure you, he is saying back to you, you do something and then watch what I do. Watch how I take the things that you think are insignificant, the things that you think somebody can do much better. Watch as I take that and perform miracles. And I assure you, things will happen in this nation that we can only give glory to God for. That we would never dream to boast in ourself for. Because we will look and we will see it and we will say, that was God. And I hope you'll do that. I pray that you will do that. That you will look at issues that are happening in our nation, whether it's fighting for the unborn, whether it's standing for free speech, whether it's running for your local school board to fight against the woke, crazy ideology that is spilling into your local grade school. I pray that you will find a cause and you will say, you know what? Most things that matter are difficult, but because these things matter, I'm going to stand up and I'm going to fight for them. So I don't know if you're like me and you have something within you that you really feel you need to share with the world, or maybe if there's something that you just have as a hobby that you really love and you want to tell other people about. And maybe you've been thinking about putting together a podcast of your own in order to do that. If you end up doing that, I really want to encourage you to check out Buzzsprout. Buzzsprout is who I use for my podcasting host. Their plans are really affordable, and I absolutely love their customer service. And essentially what you do after you put your podcast together, you upload that file to Buzzsprout, 
And it gets pushed out to all the various podcasting directories, things like uh, Apple Podcasts and Spotify and Google Podcasts and Stitcher and iHeartRadio. I think there's probably two dozen uh, different podcast directories that they put your podcast on. Cool thing about it, like I said, super low cost. And if you want to try them out, I encourage you to check out fairlyimportant.com slash buzzsprout today. If you sign up through that link, you end up getting a $20 Amazon gift card once you pay for two months of service. And they send uh, a commission my way as well for sending you to them. So it helps out the show. Again, that's fairlyimportant.com slash buzzsprout. I think about these men and these women who laid down their lives for us, and it just boggles my mind. And if you're hearing me today and you are serving in the armed forces, thank you. Thank you for believing that we are worth fighting for. And I pray God's protection over you, whether you are on a battlefield or whether you just have days where you struggle with the battlefield that feels like it's raging inside your mind. Thank you. I'm blown away by that sacrifice. And we are not all going to go to war. We will not all go overseas. We will not all leave our families behind. I'm thankful for those who are willing to. But for those of us who are still here on this soil today, I think we really need to evaluate what we are doing day in and day out and how. We can make a difference in our country, even while we're here at home. Because most people will not stand up for this country, or their Christian faith, or for children who cannot stand up for themselves. Most people won't stand up to our government when they step outside of what they are allowed to do constitutionally, and they just shut down the entire country for months on end and destroy people's jobs, and destroy people's livelihoods, and destroy people's lives. Most people won't stand up and say, hey, this is America, and this is not okay in America. But I'm going to encourage you to stand up. Because someone has to. Someone has to speak out. Someone has to draw a line in the sand, and it may as well be you. I figure the same for myself. It may as well be me. Because my wife and my kids matter, and they are worth me fighting for, even if that fight is not happening in a foreign country where I'm laying my life on the line. They are worth me fighting for, here, in this nation, with my voice, through a microphone. Look at your kids and your, your spouse, if you're married. Look at your family and your friends and your neighbors. And decide today that in whatever way you can, you're going to fight for them. You're going to stand for them and stand for their freedoms. Because I assure you, they are worth fighting for. And I assure you, you want people to look at you and say, 
there's someone who's worth fighting for, and there's somebody that I'll stand up for. Hey, thanks again for tuning in today. Happy Memorial Day. I'm so thankful that you invited me into your life today, and I hope you tune in again really soon. God bless. Hey, I bet you thought I was gone, but I'm not, and apparently neither are you. If you don't mind, I'd love for you to do me a quick favor. Hit the subscribe or follow button in whatever podcast app you're using right now. I'll also ask you to review the show. If you do a written review, I might even read it on an upcoming episode. You can do that on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, CastBox, Podcast Addict, or Podchaser or at fairlyimportant.com slash love the podcast. Okay, I'm going to go for real now. You can go too.